Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is recommended by four out of five Yahtzee Dice. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that takes six to eight weeks for delivery. It's Saturday Night Napsalk. Well, look at this. We're back for another episode of Saturday Night Napsalk. Two weeks in a row. Wow. I'm a real hero. But before we get to today's slop trop of pop, we want to tell you about our new sponsor, Underground Train Sandwiches. That's right. There is nothing more American than tax evasion, but a close second is enjoying a great sandwich. Mmm, all that black forest ham, tuna, and truck-transported warm veggies add up to a big bite of Americana. And Underground Train Sandwiches is the place to take that bite. You've probably seen this fine franchise of sandwich at any small local strip mall where the parking lot is a test of your patience and depth perception. So hop into an underground train location where your sandwich is made to order by a Gen Zer that already hates you. Extra meat, you got it. Sweet onion sauce, just say the word. Loosely rolled so that when you open it up in your car, the sandwich makings fall out of the bread and onto your lap. You better believe it. Now, the corporate ownership at Underground Train Sandwiches is aware of some of the nasty rumors that have been going around the internet, most of them lies fueled by the FDA, about their fine establishment. So let us calm your nerves and sweep away your fears. Yes, most of the meat choices offered are actually thinly sliced pieces of wallpaper. Yes, the bread is 42% recycled cleaning sponges. Yes, the tuna is mostly made up of discarded parts of other animals, most of them not even from the ocean. But ask yourself this, did you taste any of that the last time you ate there? You know, when you ran out of other food options? The answer is no. No, you didn't. So why let fear guide you like a bunch of Second Amendment advocates? Do what most Americans do. Overlook facts for your own joy. Stop by an underground train sandwich location today. To encourage you, we're offering all Saturday Night Napsuck listeners this special. Buy one sandwich, get a bag of four potato chips free. That's right, one bag, four chips, absolutely free. Offer void if you pay with cash or credit. They're so confident that you can't taste the ground-up gym mats in these sandwiches that they're giving away snacks for free. Wow, that's crazy, and it's an offer you can't pass up, even when you know these sandwiches just might be killing you slowly every time you eat them. Try an underground train sandwich today. And now, on with the show. Okay, this is the 53rd edition of Saturday Night Napsack. Ken Napsack here. Uh, PD's in the booth, but I clipped the wires on his uh, his intercom there. His, uh, uh, you can't, yeah, you click it all you want, PD. You're not gonna, I'm not gonna hear from you today. Hey, I'm gonna get right to the point. Uh, we got a, a, a show, uh, you know, we got some segments, uh, you know, all the things. We got to get to them fast, just contractually today. We got to get to them fast, but. Good to be here. I want to apologize. Last week, I know a lot of people were concerned. Uh, at the top of the show, I wasn't present. 
Uh, then Dutch Allen came in and he tried to read the ad. And I, I may, I, a lot of people saying I may have been rude to Dutch Allen and you all love him. And he tells these funny stories that go, go all over the place and usually end up with him and Burt Reynolds doing something stupid often together. I, or, I, you know, I, I, I know another side of the guy. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Um, and I'm just, I, but I want to apologize, um, not because I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That's not a, that's not what apologies are for. I'm just apologizing. So I don't lose any viewers. That's, um, it's more of a business apology, which is, I think the only honest apologies out there. So again, if you're a fan of Dutch Allen, I don't know why you would be, but if you are, I, I just, I'm really sincerely sorry that I may, may, according to you, from your point of view, because you don't know all the things I know that I yeah, yeah I may have been rude to him. That's that's on me. It's really on you and your uh, feelings, but it's uh, it's on me. And I I just take um, I just I just I just I just want to press on. All right, let's not look back. Never look back. Destroy the past. Kill it if you have to, so that you don't have to grow from it. All right, it's the 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 point of Ghostbusters. So okay. Uh, with that said, we got a big segment planned, and we're, we we got a lot of people in the studio here, so uh, take it away. Play, press the button. Press that button, PD. I'll allow you to press that one. <laughs> hey, you, oh, okay, oh, I think you fixed it. I don't, uh, you fixed it? Damn it. Get on with the show. Good evening, I'm Ted Jennings, and welcome to a special episode of a new series here from us in the SNN newsroom called Discourse Desk with me, your host, Ted Jennings. It is here that we will go beyond the headlines of the day with a panel of pundits ready to yell at each other until the ratings go up because beyond the headline is someone's version of the truth. Let's get to it. Recently, the uncontrollable lynch mob of a society trying to correct itself turned its collective gaze on a timeless cartoon character and determined that the character one of us many grew up with and turned out just fine is no longer acceptable. Now, any streaming service that offers up a classic cartoon episode featuring this character must put out a warning before the episode, a signpost to all that want to watch that says, we can't take a joke, so you can't either. The character, of course, is the lovable Frenchie Lahansi, a friendly fairy ferret that has entertained so many of us throughout the ages with his uncontrollable lust for the lady characters that dot the landscape of this animated wonderland we all know so well. So, let's go beyond the headline of the cancellation of Frenchie Lahansi. With me to discuss this is a national headlining comedian and frequent contributor to the men's lifestyle magazine, Muff Divers. This is Glenn Chuckles. Welcome, Glenn. Hi. <laughs> Great. So nice to be here again. I've been so busy going around the country maskless while making jokes about dummies getting vaccinated like sheep. <laughs> so it's good to be close to you in the studio, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sheep. Next to him is the resident SNN medical theorist, a man with multiple decades of experience, almost getting treatments right, who has three locations to better serve you in the greater Bakersfield area, it's Dr. Lancaster. Oh, Theodore, it's so good to be here. It's It's been a while since we talked. I, I think the last time was when you asked me to clear my Venmo payment 
history, which I had my assistant do, just like you asked. Yep, yep, yep. I, I remember. And, uh, thanks for that. Okay, and next to both of them is someone who we will all probably gang up on because we think she's part of the weaker sex, despite the fact that once a month she goes through more pain than any of us have experienced in our entire lives, making her return to SNN News after we lost a court case. It's Kendall Allen. Hi, uh, Ted. Uh, why am I uh, the only one in a mask today? Good point. None of us want you to hide your pretty smile, huh? <laughs> you should take that off. I am definitely not going to do that for many reasons now. Oh, play it hard to get, huh? <laughs> they all like doing that, you know? It's like a game to them. It took four letters of correspondence before my eventual wife relented to a social interaction two weeks before our wedding. Uh, maybe we just don't want to be with you. Any of you. Good God, ma'am. Let's keep it professional here. This is a medical professional, at least in most states, and a, and a nation's most treasured resource, a stand-up comedian, all right? Can we just get this over with so I can get on to a better part of my career? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. All right, so the issue at hand is the tidal wave of hatred now being lobbed at the classic cartoon character, Frenchie Lahanzi. Now, this character was one of my favorites growing up, and I just find this molly coddling of, of, of this younger generation unacceptable, and I refuse to understand why any of this happened. Here's the problem. All these people just want to signal that they're better than the rest of us. You know, they look for problems. They seek them out just to make everything about them. Uh, Frenchie is harmless. Yeah, my mom always laughed at him. I remember the first time Frenchie appeared on the television machine. He was actually a different animal back then, not a ferret. I think he was a skunk or a basset hound. I can't remember things like I used to, which is what I was telling a patient yesterday when he said during surgery, hey... Doc, you, you didn't knock me out there. Um, but Frenchie was a hit right away with the boys in my neighborhood. Uh, the way he'd pull over the lady characters, like Charity the Bunny or Louise the Llama, and they'd, and they'd try to fight him off while he forced kisses on their cute furry cheeks, and, and they'd scream, no, no, while he just kept saying, oh, you know you love this. It was hilarious, and me and my chums, all of us around 10 or 11 just uh, thought it was the best. We, we couldn't wait to be like Frenchie. Exactly. He brought laughter, which is why it's so silly to remove this character from history. Can I say something? Not yet. Wait till we're done dominating the conversation with our own one-sided experiences. Glad you're a little younger than Doc Lancaster. Uh, did you grow up with Frenchie? Yeah, absolutely. Ha, I was raised in the 1970s, you know, the decade in which we uh, drank straight from the hose until you got lead poisoning and didn't wear helmets while riding your bicycles. Is that where you got your scar from? Uh, not this one. Uh, this one is from going through my windshield in a car crash just uh, out of high school. I refused to wear seatbelts because I hadn't gone through a windshield before, you know, so don't tell me what to do. Uh, uh, but this is the one from falling off my bike in junior high. <laughs> Still looks puffy. But my generation didn't protection, you know? Uh, but uh, and Frenchie didn't offend us, you know? He was a cartoon that young kids watched during an impressionable time. Simple as that. Okay, but did you have any female friends? Kendall, please, at least say excuse me when you interrupt a man. Only if you say it to me. Okay, but Glenn, my producer is in my ear telling me that, uh, that I guess she might have a point. So, uh, did, you, uh, did you have any female friends watching Frenchie cartoons with you? What? No. Why would I do that? Broads aren't for friendship, you know? As I say in my stand-up show, I got friends, ladies. What I need is a sandwich or a Hummer. Hey there! Ah, oh, disgusting. They're just jokes, lady. <laughs>
Exactly. A comedy is always completely devoid of truth or purpose. Did you ever ask any women in your life what they thought of the message Frenchie Lehansey was sending to the young men of the world? Ah, no. Who's got time to talk to ladies? Well, just ask them. Just ask them. Wait, I have a question. Yes, Dr. Ladcaster. Go ahead. What's a Hummer? Uh, Doc, it's a Jeep for the Army, but people started buying them to prove how American they were. Now, Ted, it's a blowjob. Good God, Matt. That's what that escort was talking about. I want to go. I need to go. I, I, I don't want to be here with any of you anymore, but seeing as I am the only double X chromosome in a mile of this studio, I, I feel compelled to at least get my point across. Can I speak yet? Okay, finally. Here's the thing. Wait, hold on, Kendall. I was checking to see if we're out of time. Petey, uh, we're out of time, right? Absolutely not, Ted. Damn it. Uh, okay, Kendall, go for it. I know what you're all thinking. I, I can get it, okay? Or at least I'll try to get it, just so your fragile egos can stay in check. Frenchie Lahanzi was made in another time. It, it, it might not be overtly harmful. It, it might not even represent your actions. Well, maybe the actions of all men out there. But it is from another time. That's the problem. And generations upon generations of young children grew up watching this. And one side learned that it was okay to reach for a hug and a kiss, even if the person you wanted the kiss from didn't want one. And perhaps worse, the other side learned that if you said no, even if you said no and Frenchie still kissed you, it was all in good fun. And you had to let it go. You couldn't say anything about it. It was just Frenchie being Frenchie. There are horrible examples of harassment, assault, and worse out there. And it's really easy to sit back and say, well, I, I don't do that to women. I'm not like that. Meanwhile, I can't walk down the hallways of my own office without some wannabe Frenchie Lahansy making a comment because they think I want to hear it. Maybe because they all grew up with a cartoon slowly but surely getting away with its own sexual desire without any thought for the other person. And by the way, Frenchie Lehansey isn't cancelled. He just now comes with a warning that begs you all to maybe at least question your harmful behavior before you go out into the world and ruin it. Okay. But Frenchie is a ferret, not a human male. Oh, f*** you, Ted. See? First they get to vote, then they start talking back. Hey there. Okay, hold hold on. This is my show, and you need to treat me with respect, young lady. Respect this show? Ted, you're not wearing pants underneath that desk. Well, it took you long enough to notice. There's not a lot to notice, Ted. I'm confused. Was I supposed to take my pants off before this trial began? Okay, okay. Uh, Kendall, I hear your point, but allow me to submit a rebuttal, okay? Here goes... Uh, actually, Ted, we're out of time. What? No, this is my show. It. We'll do it live. No, don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. Hall of Fame Music Radio, Ken Napsuck with you here Saturday morning. I'll be with you up until noon today, playing you those feel-good hits. And it's a rock and roll disc jockey confession time. This next song is one of my favorites. I love it. I love the version we're going to play, except for, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, in the mid-80s when I was uh, coming of age, I uh, I thought this song was written and recorded and presented to the world by 
Ferris Bueller. That's right, the, the movie character portrayed by Matthew Broderick in the mid-80s motion picture classic. I, uh, I didn't know the difference between reality and filmmaking and <laughs> the fact that he was just lip-syncing on a parade float to an all-time classic. I know now, and it's still one of my favorites, and you know what? That's still one of my favorite movies. So here's the Beatles doing their version of Twist and Shout here on Hall of Fame Music Radio. <laughs> Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsack. It takes him three tries before he can successfully roll himself out of bed every morning like some sort of drunk turtle acting like it meant to be on its back. And now, back to the show. Hey, hey, Carl, Carl. Carl, wrap it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I... Sorry, you, you can... Okay, yeah, Carl, what, why, why am I stepping over you, Carl? Like, what, yeah, what is that? Get it? Go, Carl, why do you smell like salmon? Uh, yeah, <laughs> fish, man. <laughs> yeah, you smell, okay. All right, um, hi everybody, um, welcome back to the show, um, We'll tell you something about Pretty Cool. It's a, it's a charity I'm involved in. Uh, that's right, uh, little Kenny Napsok is a celebrity judge for an upcoming charity competition and i'm looking at you in the booth pd you don't you don't think i'm worthy but i tell you what this has been a absolute life dream and goal for me to be a celebrity judge of humans uh, this is what you this is why you want to be a celebrity so that you can prove that you're better than other people right ha so excited for this. Uh, isn't it about using your status to help people? Judging is helping people, Petey, because then they get to know the truth. Uh, anyways, I'm part of this uh, event here. Just want to let you know about it. Maybe you can look it up. Maybe you could support. Uh, you know, just uh, maybe you got a, a little youngling out there that's eligible, could compete. They got a, a few more uh, days in the submission window up to April 15th. The event is the um, Never Stop Creating Student Challenge, hosted by the Central Coast Film Society, a fine society of people up there in my hometown. You can go to the Central Coast uh, Film Society website to get more information. Now, the Central Coast Film Society Never Stop Creating Student Showcase will have an event uh, on May 1st and 2nd. And that's when they're going to announce the awards and scholarship. Went, wait a minute. Do I have to? I don't have to go up there, Petey. Do I? I don't want to go up there. I'm, I'm not leaving my house for this. That's a Saturday. I, I put on sweatpants. They want me to go out of my house? Uh, I guess that's the uh, cost of being a celebrity, huh, Ken? You know what, Petey? You're smug. Just a smug little rat in a cage back there. Uh, well, Ken, you know, if you had read the notes I prepared and put on the studio desk in front of you, you you'd see that it it's a virtual event. So you don't have to leave your house. You can judge people from, you know, your home and your sweatpants from the kindness in your heart. Oh, that's what I swore. This was a Del Taco receipt. That is a Del Taco receipt. The uh, information's under the receipt. Oh, <laughs> you know, Petey, sometimes you're half. Okay. 
All right, yeah, virtual event. May go to Central Coast Film Society for more. Maybe, again, maybe you want to sponsor. Maybe you want to add to their scholarships. If you have a business, you want to sponsor. I don't know. I'm speaking out of turn. The great Sarah Risley, she uh, is a Saturday Night Knapsack listener, allegedly. Um, she She's helping put it on, which is... Uh, which is why I'm involved. Again, I am a celebrity <laughs> judge at this event, and I can't wait to tell you all about my experiences of being part of the Never Stop Creating Student Challenge hosted by the Central Coast Film Society. They do some great stuff up there. They do. And the greatest thing they do is include me. All right, Petey, you smug little rat. I love that. I'm going to call you that again, you smug little rat. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Larry Lawrenson, your office space attorney. I'll fight for you on the issues no one else deems important in your workplace. Quick question, where did you go for lunch today, and how much of a say did you have in that decision? None? That's what I thought. You need to call me. You see, do you have some people that you're forced to think of as your friends based only on the fact that you're all currently employed at the same work location? Of course you do. We all have to carry that burden of false connections and the name of making enough money to eventually leave all those gastro bags behind. One of the most frustrating aspects of these so-called work friends is the lunchtime caravan to a local restaurant. You know the trip. You're all sick of seeing the inside of your office, so you all shuffle lethargically over to a nearby chain restaurant like a herd of cattle just trying to enjoy one last taste of the earth and sun before you head back to the slaughterhouse of reports and meetings. Most likely, you're not being allowed to choose the restaurant you all visit. This is a low-level microaggression that is borderline criminal, and with my legal power behind you, we could make it criminal. It's always some blob from accounts receivable or the new loudmouth marketing director or a kiss-ass underling trying to show their skills as a leader who jumps to the front of the pack and leads you all to a restaurant of their choice. Usually a place with fake movie props on the wall, a mixed drink menu that looks like someone dumped a box of crayons into soda water, and appetizers that have a 92% chance of including jalapenos and the word popper in it. Or worse, it's a Friday's. This has to stop. I used to bring my bag lunch to work and go out to the parking lot and eat in my car while listening to Barbra Streisand on the compact disc player. It was wonderful, a true oasis from the drudgery of that nine-to-five hell. Then that new marketing kid, Paolo, showed up fresh from college, full of big ideas, and started guilting us all into group lunches. First it was once a week, then it became like four. I wouldn't have minded, but every time I suggested going to the veggie grill for a sensible protein bowl, I got laughed at why Paolo led everyone straight into a woodchuck's bar and grill. I used to love that place. I dated one of the bartenders there until he stopped giving me extra maraschino cherries. I didn't want to go to Woodchuck's anymore. I had my fill of fried jalapeno on salads, burgers, or cheesecake. Well, I called Larry Lawrence, and, and he struck back like a biblical sort of vengeance. Now we only have to go to lunch once a week, and we only go to Woodchuck's for the occasional happy hour. The cherries are pretty good. This allows me to spend more time alone in my car, just like Babs intended. Oh, and Paolo, he got fired. I guess they didn't teach that in college. Thanks, Larry. You're stuck in an office for most of your living years, but that doesn't mean you have to live under the oppressive thumb of office politics. Call me, Larry Lawrenson. I'm in your corner. Call now or contact us today via our electronic mail address, officelaw at AOL.net. Do it. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to be an online movie critic. Number three. Post a picture of yourself at a relatively normal press screening and act like you were somehow chosen by God to be there for the people. By the people. Number two. 
Take your own personal expectations into the film and then hold on to them so tight that the filmmakers can't possibly meet them and then hold it against the filmmaker. Number one. And the best way to be an online movie critic. Scream for clicks. Clink, clink. And that's the list. April 9th, 1865, General Robert E. Lee surrendered the Army of Northern Virginia to future $50 bill cover model Ulysses S. Grant in the small village of Apollonia, Appomattox Courthouse, effectively ending the Civil War, also known as your junior high history teacher's favorite war. The parlay of peace took place after Lee tried to reunite with his armies in North Carolina but found his route blocked by two corps of federal infantry, causing Lee to exclaim, just kidding want to meet for a truce and a series of letters to Grant. Ever the true drunk gentleman, Grant accepted the surrender to end his headache and allowed the Confederate soldiers and officers to return to their homes with their horses, small arms, and enough dignity left that their ancestors would erect statues to honor that they were on the wrong side of history. Literally. News of the surrender was delivered around the young war-torn country slower than it took to download one nude photo in 1998, but eventually other Confederate soldiers began to lay down their arms and the war officially, like a post credit scene in an Avenged Team movie, came to a close exactly one month later on May 9, 1865, thus ending racism forever and leading to the creation of baseball. All this and more happened on this day in history. There you have it, the 53rd edition of Saturday Night Napsack in the books. This one is actually, I always say this, hey, we might have a shorter episode. This one's a little shorter than normal, and I'll tell you why. It's a pretty sexy reason. I got to get out and water my backyard because we two weeks ago we, we had uh, the yard torn up and then some cow poop put on it and then some grass seeds underneath the cow poop, and they were supposed to grow. And I've been watering it like nightly, just covered in manure, which is, I guess, the scientific term for it, and the grass wasn't really growing. Now, now it's starting to grow. And so now I have to, I have, I have an alarm, I have to get out there, and I have to water the yard. So, you know, if you're mad this episode's a little short, blame our backyard. And I think that's fair. All right? Hey, this has been another fun episode of Saturday Night Napsack, and I want to thank all my Patreon supporters. You can go to patreon.com slash catnapsock and support this show, um, other shows I do, and just kind of get into the community. That gets you into the Discord server. Uh, exclusive posters for top-tier supporters. Uh, some of them just went out. Other ones, I'm getting ready to send those out. Uh, those are cool Brian Ward pl- uh, posters, and I will uh, put, Petey, don't look at me. You're laughing. I'm going to put my signature on it with a personalized message. You get these posters. That's all there at patreon.com slash I want to thank Matt Thompson, a Patreon supporter for this week's pre-roll, and Trey Thompson, a lot of Thompson, Trey Thompson, another Patreon supporter for his morning drive media station identification. Saturday Night Napsock is on Jemmy at jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsock if you want to make a one-time donation to support the show. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold. For, I always say his, his name's it's like an Arnold Palmer. Sean Arnold. Sean Arnold. 
for uh, yeah, thank thank you, Shawnee, for your help with the radio clips. Check out Sean Arnold's Tea Public Shop at tpublic.com slash user slash T Sean. You can listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere throughout their website at hwolfandradio.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Visit catnapsuck.com for more information. Follow me on Twitter at catnapsuck or us here at the company at M Drive Media. Also, please do me a favor. Check out the Good People Association by visiting the gpa.fun. Come help us build an empire of fun. And as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsuck, a show so real it had to be fake. And as always, remember to laugh responsibly. See you, friends. Funny thing is, he ain't making up that water thing. He's he's out there right now as you're listening to this water at that damn lawn. See you next week, everybody. Bye.